Hello, my name is Nyamasata Kamara from The Gambia. I left my village when I was only 12 years old. I did so in order to settle and study in the city where I could hope for a chance at a better education and a better life. This opportunity would eventually set me apart from those I grew up with who weren't as lucky. It translated into me thinking differently, perceiving things differently and questioning more power and status quo. It has also set our priorities differently. For example, I've always had to wonder why my childhood friends would try to measure my success or the lack of it in terms of being married, which only happened for me recently, and bearing children, notwithstanding my education and career. In their midst, I was never a woman, I was only a girl with a degree and a job. And so I wonder what does success mean to them? The answer is that you have to be a wife and a mother to be considered successful as a woman. And if you're lucky to have been married to a financially successful man, then you've won a jackpot. Some years ago, my little cousin who was also my playmate from childhood, got married. It was time to move her to her husband's compound. And as tradition would demand, her husband sent a delegation to request for her move. And her family and friends would accompany her with her husband's delegation back to her husband's compound. Before leaving though, her parents and those viewed in that capacity sat her down and counseled her about her role in the marriage. That she should be submissive, patient, obedient, and accepting of both her husband and in-laws. And then we reached her husband's compound and similar counsel was given. This time by her husband's family and lead members of his delegation. I looked around me, the husband wasn't in our midst. He was at work. I didn't ask to be given the floor to say something. I asked, why are we having this conversation in the absence of the husband? Doesn't he too need similar counseling, I asked? Shouldn't his role be defined for him as well and be advised on how to treat his wife? My query, however, was met with a dismissive row of laughter and a backhanded explanation about why the husband didn't need to be present while they advised the wife. Because it is the woman, as a member of the weaker sex, and one joining the new family who needed their advice more. Many years have passed since, and I realized that the mantra of unquestionable submission patience, even when experiencing abuse, obedience and acceptance of situations no one should have to tolerate is what define many women's experience in relation to their men in this part of the world. This experience has become so normalized that any opposition to it is deemed as a manifestation of foreign behavior or an act of undue defiance. Recently, I have started visiting my home village a little more often. We've lost my dad also recently. And to have the entire family locked down together, especially given also the coronavirus pandemic, offers so much comfort and peace. Not forgetting the simplicity of life, camaraderie, and serenity that is found in rural ways of life.
In one of my visits, as I sat under the name tree that stands tall and proud in the very center of the compound, offering shade and communion, and our children and little children all around me, I allowed my mind to wander to my childhood. I remembered right under that name tree, in the middle of the compound was erected two concrete walls separated by a small door-like entrance. The concrete walls cut through the middle of the compound, creating a backyard and a front yard. The backyard was where I made many of my childhood memories. It harbored a community of women and children separated from their men who dwelt on the front yard, making an occasional wandering visits to the backyard and vice versa. As I think about this, I asked my stepmom if she too remembered those concrete walls. It is a vivid memory, she said. And I joked that it was built for their protection. I said to her, my dad and uncles were seeking to protect you guys. And we both laughed. But even as we laughed about it, I knew the motive was too layered. It was symbolic of our community's belief about where women ought to stand in relation to their men and their backs and that their exposure to life and experiences outside of their confines, their visibility and their voice should only match the extent of the spaces created for them by their men. And even as we make unflattering comments about my father's widows, because of the undue expectation that the society has placed on them, that they should not look their best while mourning. I wonder if the situation would be similar or different if the roles were to be reversed. And I strongly believe that our situation could change. But it will only take educating more girls and helping women find their voices before we can change women's experiences with male power and domination. Thank you.